Welcome to Or Else, a podcast where we interview current fellows, alumni, and other business leaders and entrepreneurs in the Indianapolis area. Today, we will be interviewing Tiffany McCormick, a second-year Or Fellow working at LDI. Hello, Tiffany. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. Good. Um, so today, I just want to get to know a little bit about you. Um, my first question for you is going to be, obviously, you're an OR fellow. So how has your experience as an OR fellow been? And then what has some of your favorite parts during your time with the fellowship been? Yeah, great question. My experience as a fellow has been incredible so far. I feel so blessed to be part of this community of people who are just so passionate about things and so excited to dive in, not just to work and to their careers, but to the Indianapolis community um, and even beyond. So it's been a really great program for me to be part of. Um, gotten to work at LDI, um, Lacey Diversified Industries, and loved that opportunity, loved all the things that I've learned there. And I would say outside of work, some of my favorite moments with the fellowship have been on our winter retreat, just getting to spend some time building community, getting to know people a little bit better, and then just getting coffee with people. I think the fellowship has a really good culture of just hanging out one-on-one outside of work, and I love getting to know people just through a simple cup of coffee. Yeah, that's awesome. What's your favorite uh, coffee place to kind of go meet up? Ooh, Calvin Fletcher's for sure. It's Where is Fou- that? It's in Fountain Square. It's pretty close to downtown. Nice, nice. Any favorite uh, drinks or recommendations? I'm actually not a coffee drinker, funny Oh, enough, no. So chai lattes are my go-to there. Nice. Okay, cool. What do you do at your company? I know you said you work at LDI, but give me a little bit um, into more of what you do on a day-to-day basis. Yeah, great question. So it's ever-evolving. Technically, my role is business analyst, but I get the fun job of getting to be kind of a Swiss Army knife since our team is pretty small. We've only got 13 employees in our home office, and so I've gotten to do kind of a little bit of everything over my year and a half. Um, I've done some of our financial reporting and helping roll up our monthly consolidation for our financials. Lately, I'm working on more things on the governance side of things, and so working more with unit holder communications and preparing for our board meeting this week and things like that, and as well as getting to do some of the corporate development side of things, so helping kind of evaluate and kind of track the deals that we look at for future portfolio companies. I guess I should have started with that. Yeah, no, you're okay. We, We own and operate three companies right now in different industries. We've got a couple of manufacturers and then a distribution firm as well. Okay, awesome. So today we're interviewing you just to talk about your involvement outside of work um, and your involvement with Camp for Those Who Have To. What is the organization and what is its purpose? Yeah, great question. So Camp for Those Who Have To is an organization focused on using camping trips to raise money and awareness for people experiencing homelessness. And so we do that by having people essentially sponsor our trips and all of those donations go straight to a partner organization. So, for example, our first two trips went for Poor House, Indiana, and then for Outreach, Indiana as well. So we kind of do the camping, we sleep without tents in solidarity with those who don't have shelter or don't have access to safe housing, and then we tell our friends about it, tell our family about it, try to raise awareness of the issue as well. Obviously, community service is important to you. Could you explain a little bit about more of why community is such a big part of your life and why you chose to get so involved? Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. I think in high school, for example, I was pretty focused on doing my own thing, trying to get into college, not as much focused on community. And when I got to college, I had a really rich campus ministry group that I was part of and got a little bit more involved with service and just realized how beautiful it is when we all come together and how 
the best part of life is getting to be with people and getting to build deep relationships and deep friendships. And so I think community just ties that together really well. And um, I've been loving getting to continue that with OR and just getting to build community after college. And so I think one of the best ways to build relationships with your peers is by serving under a common mission. And so that's kind of one of the most fun parts about camp for those who have to, I would say. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you mentioned a little bit about your involvement in community service through college. Could you tell me a little bit more about that? And then we'll go into uh, more of your organization. Yeah, great question. So it's a little bit sporadic throughout college. Got to do several different service trips. And so one of them was um, working essentially through an accounting firm um, out in Miami for a week during our spring break. We got to work with the local YWCA and help with some different accounting issues they were facing. And so that was kind of a neat way to use the skill set we were learning to help people and help an organization that needed it. Uh, and then another trip that I enjoyed going on in college um, for service was called Appalachia. It's an alternative spring break program that Notre okay. Dame has. And so we went out to rural um, West Virginia and got to help do some home repairs and construction and gardening and things like that for a week. Yeah, awesome. How did you get involved and how did you kind of uh, get it all started? I want to pause here for a moment and let you see something. For those of you who don't know Tiffany, she's a small woman. And I don't mean insignificant, I just mean tiny. She looks like she could fit into kids' shoes if she wanted to, something my size nine and a half feet are really jealous of, and I could probably use one arm to wrap all around her body and just pick her up. I don't say this in any way to belittle her or make fun, it's just to put into perspective how the excitement and animation this small person shows might as well be that of a dozen people when I ask about how she started her organization. Yeah, great question. So I started Camp for Those Who Have To back in February and was really inspired after a talk by Scott Harrison, who is the CEO of Charity Water, and just got to thinking, you know, what would I, what do I care about? that much that I would be so passionate as to go around the country like he does speaking about it and trying to raise awareness for it. And I realized it was really this issue of homelessness and just seeing people who just don't have access to basic shelter and don't have their basic needs met, but even more than that, who don't have people who acknowledge their dignity and people who see them and acknowledge them when they pass by. Um, And realizing that I had kind of sat on the fringes of that and not been a part of the solution to that. And so, you know, I started thinking about it, and I also was thinking about how much I love camping and being outside, and it seemed really weird to me that I love sleeping under the stars, but there are people who don't have the choice and who sleep outside every night because they don't really know where else to go, or people who are in, you know, dangerous situations or temporary situations um, because they don't have access to a home like I do. And I realized there's just something there, some weird kind of disconnect between, I love sleeping outside, and, you know, people shouldn't have to sleep outside unless they want to. Mm -hmm. And so with that, I realized, you know what, I wonder if people can run marathons and people will sponsor their marathons and, you know, use that money to go towards an organization promoting a cause. I wonder if people would do that for camping trips. And so I started talking to people about it. got some really great feedback from some awesome friends and mentors, um, had a lot of people's influence and ideas along the way, and um, kind of finally got it off the ground a few months ago with our first trip um, down to Brown County. And so since then, it's just been trying to drum up more trips. We've had one more trip since then, and we were able to meet our goal on the last trip of raising $1,000, so really excited for that, and now it's just kind of on the path of how can we grow it, and where can we go next? Yeah, that's awesome. Um, you mentioned um, that people s- 
fund or support, you know, you guys camping just like people do for marathons. So how did you get uh, people to support you like that? What was, how did you find those? Yeah, so a lot of it is just talking to friends and family and telling people about the organizations that we're sponsoring. So it's really important to me that I don't want to just reinvent the wheel and try to start another nonprofit. Um, We're actually not even an organized 501c3 because I think there are already organizations doing great things in the city and around the country um, to help people who are experiencing homelessness. And so we essentially reached out to friends and family through our social media, through word of mouth, and we use a CrowdRise platform for the actual fundraising. And so we just share that link and people can go through there and when they donate through that link, they're actually donating straight to the organization and none of it even has to pass through us. Oh, that's nice. That's really nice. So I can see other people can't see you, but I can see your face and you get really excited and you're smiling as you're telling me about your organization. But I want to know a little bit more about what makes you so passionate about the program. You've already kind of said it, um, just describing it, but I want you to kind of just go into a little bit more about why this and why did you choose to really go for it? Thanks. Yeah. I would say kind of a long-winded backstory is that, um, The first time I really experienced urban homelessness was when I was studying abroad in Dublin. I come from a small town in southern Illinois, and so I had never really seen that kind of homelessness up close before. Um, And during my semester abroad, first time living in a city and seeing a lot of people on the streets, Dublin has a really big issue with affordable housing, and especially when I was there, it was really, really tough for people to get the housing that they needed. And so I ended up, kind of long story short, having coffee with a man named Richie who was sitting out on a bridge in Dublin. And it totally rocked my world and just opened my eyes to the number of people who either passed by and didn't look at us, you know, avoided eye contact or stared at us like we had three heads. Um, and just seeing his frustration with that and his lived experience of people just not treating him like a person um, really made me take a hard look at how I interact with people on the streets and experiencing homelessness. And I think since then, um, it's been kind of this building momentum and passion in my heart for people who are, you know, who need housing, and, like, that's a big part of it, but people who just need to be recognized as people, and trying to get myself and others to reach out more and smile more, you know. You can debate whether or not you should give people financial assistance when you see them on the streets, but I think it's hard to debate that you can give someone a smile and uh, hope you have a good day, and so I think that's been kind of, you know, the fire um, fanning my passion for this organization. Um, you said that interaction was in Dublin. Mm-hmm. Have you had any interactions similar to that here in Indianapolis where you've just been reignited with that fire and been like, wow, this is exactly why I'm choosing to do that? I have, yeah. I had, I'm ashamed to say it has been a few months since I've had one of those, but um, especially when I, right when I moved to Indianapolis, I had a few of these conversations with people sitting out on the streets. And again, some of them just really opened my eyes to the pain of how often we walk by and fail to acknowledge people. And I think one of the biggest ones for me that was heart-wrenching was talking to a man and, you know, I think I gave him a gift card for Subway or something like that. And he said, you know, it was on my lunch break and he said, wow, thank you so much. You're the first person in a suit who's ever stopped. Wow. And, said to me. and that just, you know, it hits so hard when it's like, how many of us just go about our work and go about our daily lives and just fail to acknowledge that our neighbors are struggling? When Tiffany told me this, it really stuck with me. It made me pause and think of how many times I'd walk past a homeless person on the street and not acknowledge them. I tried to think of why I never did. 
I could probably make the excuse that I'm a young female in a big city and don't want to put myself in any uncomfortable situations. But if I stop and ask myself, the only reason why I'm uncomfortable is because I'm embarrassed. I'm embarrassed I have a full fridge of food at home. I'm embarrassed I have a bed and a shower and clean clothes. And for whatever reason that person is in the situation they're in, that doesn't mean that we treat them like they aren't human. So you guys do camping trips to fund these uh, organizations or fund, I guess, the organizations you choose to donate to. Um, what has been your favorite camping trip so far and why? And I know you said you just got it kind of started in February and had your first trip to Brown County just recently, but um, what has been your favorite camping trip? Yeah, great question. Honestly, they were both really awesome in their own ways. Um, and I would just say there was something so special about the first trip before you know, before I knew if this would even work or if we could even make it happen. And it was a small group. I think there were only probably seven or eight of us. Um, but just laying out under the stars and just chatting about homelessness and this issue of acknowledging people. And, you know, they asked, how did it start? And the whole backstory. And it was just this really magical moment of realizing that this is real and that this is happening and that we can do something about it. And just realizing that this can be a powerful force for good and that the people around me are so eager to jump in and support um, was a really special moment for me. Awesome. Obviously, you've learned a lot, and I can tell <laughs> um, just even as you're, you're talking to me, but um, if you were to really highlight one thing, what have you learned with your time with Camp for Those Who Have To, and what has been the most valuable for you? Mm. Oh, that's so tough. Like I said, I've learned so many things, so many Absolutely. things about how to start something and how to not start something. Um, I would say probably the biggest thing I've learned is that it's so important to share before you're ready. Um, I think Max Yoder, the CEO of Lessonly, shared that at one of the OR speaker series, and that has really stuck with me because I'm someone who wants all of my ideas to be perfect and fully fleshed out before I kind of present them to the world. But along this way, I've just realized that every time I've had a half-baked crazy idea and run it by a friend or run it by a mentor, run it by, you know, a leader of a nonprofit, they have made it so much better and they have helped me take it and run with it so much better than I could just thinking about it in my own head. And so I would say that's probably the biggest thing I took away from this is just sharing before you're ready and just putting your ideas out there and being ready to mold and adapt them instead of feeling like you have to have it 100% figured out to make it work. And even just starting small, you know, our first trip, I think we raised a little over $200 and it was a really small start, but you have, you got to start somewhere. And as soon as you do, it builds momentum and that kind of lends itself to more momentum going forward. And so I would say both of those things have been really valuable takeaways for me from this experience. You said that you would like to see this organization grow. In five years, where would you like to see it and how would you like to see it grow? Yeah, I am so excited about where this organization is going, and I think I would love in five years to see a trip in every state. Um, the cool thing about Camp for Those You Have To is that you can do a trip from anywhere. Anybody anywhere can plan a trip, and you can pick any organization in your community fighting homelessness. And so I think this is something that can really spread, and I would love to see you know, groups of Boy Scouts, groups of Girl Scouts, families, churches, college spring break kids. I would love to see just different types of people getting involved and using camping trips that they're already going on to not only make great memories and hang out with the people they love, but to do 
something really good while they're doing it as well and to support a good cause and to lift up their community while they're doing it. And so five years from now, I would love if we had trips going every week in every state supporting different organizations. Yeah, absolutely. That kind of segues perfectly into my my final question that I have for you, and that is how can others help or get involved? Yes, great question. Right now, like I said, we are really looking to ramp up the number of trips we're hosting. And so I kind of planned the logistics for the first few trips. And so now we're really looking for people to step up as trip leaders. And I can provide a ton of support in that area, but would love to have people just come alongside and say, you know, we're going camping for spring break or we're going camping next summer. How can I make this a camp for those who have to trip? Because honestly, it's pretty easy to set up. Um, You can just set up a CrowdRise fundraising page and I can help with that. Um, But if people are interested, then they can email me at camp for those who have to at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram at camp for those who have to. And I'd love to talk with anyone who's interested in getting involved on that side or, you know, wants to plug in somewhere else as well. Absolutely. Wonderful. Well, thank you. That is all the questions I have for you today. Is there any last minute thoughts or last minute things you'd like to, you'd like to say, share? Man, I would just say that one of the coolest parts of starting something like this has been how it's helped me to deepen and form relationships in unexpected places. This has opened so many doors for really cool, fun conversations, and I've just realized the value of when you find that thing that you really care about that sets your heart on fire, just run after it. Um, Just be really fearless in pursuing that. I think that was something my CEO told me once, is to be fearless in the pursuit of what sets your soul on fire. And that's really stuck with me. And I think I would love to just encourage anyone who might be listening to this, you know, if there's that thing in the back of your head that you're thinking, I don't really know where that could go, but I really, really care about it. Then just see if you can start something small and take a first step and see where it takes you because it's really quite incredible what you can do when you have a community like OR and like the people around you who want to step up and support you. Great. Wonderful. Thank you so much. You're so welcome. Thanks for having me. Mm -hmm. again for joining us for today's episode of or else my name is amanda alexander and i hope you'll be joining us again next time today's credit for music goes to eddie with all the way up Mm